Okay. So yes to everything that you just said. I want to speak about You're not you popping. You're not popping bottles while we're recording right now. <laughs> you better, really you better take a break. <laughs> Let's take a break then. I just it's just she a beer. Took, she took her laptop, her mic, she and popped the Stella Artois at the same time. <laughs> I said, you know what? Look, Look I, I wish hold on, somebody day. screenshot this. <laughs> it was... It's been a long day, okay? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Slate of Affairs, a space for critical conversations about pop culture and politics lived and in color by Black and Brown Voices. This week we're putting on our Miss Cleo hats and forecasting what may come out of 2022. So pull out your bingo cards and get ready to gamble because we're about to make some predictions for 2022. Welcome to the segment, What's Happening, where we highlight the happy in the headline and our lives. Who's up first? It's me. <laughs> what's happening with you, my dear? Okay, it's been a while. I've missed you guys. Yes, um, it's been too long. Yes, it's been a long time. So just wanted to say that first. Okay, what's happening with me? I don't know if people know on the show, but I'm like a big sitcom person. It's like my guilty pleasure, I guess. The white noise. I've seen them. I love it. We're going to talk about this new sitcom that's coming out. It is called Abbott mm. Elementary. And yes. the thing about mm. it that is incredibly exciting is that it is almost like it is a predominantly black cast. Quinta Brenson is the main actress in it. And she's also one of the creators and writers of the show. So now I don't know if you guys know Quinta Brenson, but she was on BuzzFeed and most specifically mm -hmm. she is from that very viral video where she's on a date and the guy's <laughs> ordering a popcorn and she's like oh a large a large you got money he got money get it all for him. so quinta brenson is um like i said she's the writer creator and starring in it it also has Tyler James Williams, who was who played Chris on Everybody Hates Chris. Cheryl Lee Ralph, who's like yes. just who, iconic in her own right. Yes. Like, and then mm -hmm. it has Lisa Ann Walter, who played mm -hmm. in The Parent Trap. So it's like a really, really packed cast. And it, like I said, it's mockumentary style. And it takes place at a like under budget school in South Philadelphia, I believe. Mm -hmm. and it is so funny there's only Hilarious. been a couple episodes i'm happy that you brought this up this was one of my potential ones you can watch it on hulu i absolutely recommend it in the same way that tatiana does um the cast is wonderful uh and then also i'm not i forget the actor's name but the actress who portrays the principal, the principal? oh hilarious. my god her name is janelle james <laughs> Just and she's so hilarious hilarious it's if very much opportunity... just like any workplace comedy show yeah. is very much like an exaggerated version yes. of things and it's funny if you have the opportunity to watch it the episodes are uh short about 20 25 yeah. minutes the episodes are released weekly which is a little bit of a bummer but at the same time i'm coming back every tuesday for them but uh <laughs> daniel what is happening with you so like you mentioned before, it's been some time since we've uh, been here in this space with one another, uh, been here to talk to y'all who are listening now. So I'm just going to give a really quick rundown. So if you listen to the cheesecake episode, uh, you understand that I had COVID. Your boy was a breakthrough case in December. 
had to cancel all of my travel plans, but I was lucky enough to be able to travel after my 10-day quarantine to Virginia. Um, so I was in D.C. for a day. One flight so got canceled. I live in of- the West Coast and you ain't, I mean, on the East Coast and you ain't never here. And then I go to the West <laughs> and I was like, let me go ahead to hot East. Yeah. Okay. okay. I was just waiting. I was just waiting. Uh, but got stuck in DC. Uh, one flight got canceled because of staffing shortages. And then the next day uh, got canceled because of a winter snowstorm. It was a bitch and a half trying to get out of there, but luckily was able to finally get out. Um, but in the midst of all of this, um, unfortunately, and I have to mention, we've lost a lot of great people recently, and I would be remiss if I did not mention that Betty White, unfortunately, had passed uh, December 31st, mm-hmm. 2021, at the age of 99. She was about two weeks out from her 100th birthday. Um, we've lost so many great people within even just the past few weeks, Bob Saget, Sidney Poitier, there's so many great, wonderfully talented people who've made uh, a mark in popular culture here in the U.S. and beyond. Um, and Betty White, for me particularly, is one of those special uh, people who hold such a, a special place in my heart. I grew up watching the Golden Girls with my grandmother. I'm really, really grateful to uh, have just have experienced that show at the time that I did uh, and am able to still experience it now. It's on Hulu as well, so you could go watch it there. Um, but if you don't Thank know you for being a friend, Betty, mm-hmm, if you don't know who Betty White is, definitely get into some of the material. Um, just a sweetheart, an animal activist. Uh, it really just made such an impact on pop culture here. Um, but Blake, mm-hmm. I want to know what's happening with you. Yes. Y'all, you know, even if you didn't know what was happening with me, we know what's happening mm-hmm. with me. Words. You know what I mean? We're aware. Uh, it is Black excellence forever and always. We celebrated MLK. So I think it's, you know, only fitting with that holiday that I bestow uh, black excellence onto him and i don't want to do the most right now by any means again he's not here to play like professor of african-american studies but here's what i do want to say i think for a lot of us myself included i'm the first one i think we forget um how close <laughs> We are to the uh, to the past, right? Mm-hmm. And the Civil Rights Act passed in 1964. And for me, that means both of my parents were born into a generation, an era that still endorsed Jim Crow South, um, legal segregation, and a host of other injustices, right? So because I'm like one generation removed from from that i think that it is also important to just celebrate mlk day because we've y'all that's you know how my neighbor those are hymns y'all know how my neighbor i just i i'm used to it (laughs) it's white just making sure i was like is it me is it like who is it they were helping you out blake from that background on it the ancestors the spirits I'm here for it. The city of Harlem is saying, yes, celebrate and absolutely praise MLK Day. But I need us all to continue like fighting and have that fervor that like MLK and any other, you know what I mean? Substitute your favorite or your most influential civil rights figure. I just we all need to walk with that tone and with that pace, because like our rights are not at risk of being threatened. I feel like they're still continuously Mm -hmm. threatened. And I just... I want us, I think that with the holidays, sometimes we're like, whew, 
this is a marker to mean that like that was in the past. Yeah. I need to just be cognizant, especially, especially for my black folks, especially for my people of color that like our rights are always, always threatened and always under immense pressure. Yeah. And so let's just take that same cadence that all these great civil rights um, activists and leaders had back then and continue to walk with that and continue to pass the baton and set new goalposts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Drop some mic. Drop some mic. Literally could not have said it better. Every, mm -hmm. came, there we go. Look, a million snaps. Yes, good. Famed poet and philosopher Raven Simonier once said, you can gaze into the future. You might think life would be a breeze, seeing trouble from a distance, but then it's not that easy. I try to save the situation, then I end up misbehaving. I hate you. Oh my God, give him the Snatch Game Award. Like, And we're talking about pop culture predictions today. I'm so excited for this topic. Um, at the beginning of the year, right, we always hope for the best. Um, but sometimes we got to expect the worst. So today we're going to just be throwing in some of our predictions on what's going to be happening in entertainment this year in pop culture. We're going to be doing music. We're going to be doing TV and film. And then at the end, we're going to have a wild card round. So we're going to start off with Blake. Blake, what do you think is going to happen this year in music? So this year in God's Forsaken 2022 for music, I envision my Black Queen Normani. I see her getting, I see her um, bringing out her debut album, okay? Because we've gotten, what, singles, chart-topping singers nonetheless, but only singles for mamas. And I just feel like this is the year that she's going to give the children a complete body of work. God, I um, hope. Because <laughs> I, I genuinely, I do not, I really genuinely think that if she does not come out with an album this year, the, that. You feel like it's a rap? No, I we're do. not going to say that, Queen. But nonetheless, so I see, I see a, a full catalog from Normani. I see a sophomore album from Lizzo. Okay. Okay, because don't sleep on, now forgive me, but she had the feature with Cardi yes, last rumors. year. rumors. That was a bop, and rumor had it that she was going to come out with her sophomore album this year. So okay. I'm hoping Mamas does that. Um, I really want to see that come to fruition. And then, y'all are going to hate me for this. Okay, so my Celestial Divines, uh, Chloe and Hallie. Oh, this is interesting. The divinity. So here's the thing. So Chloe, we all know Mamas um, is doing her thing, just as Hallie is as well, Okay. I both will want them to live their best lives and have their independent careers. However, I want to see them come back this year. I know it's only been like six months since they kind of, you know, stepped their other ways. But in 2022, I think we're greater in numbers. And I think that. Okay. 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 I, I, okay. I so, feel like we have some, I'm going to hold my, my stuff for a little bit. Cause I got some through line with what you're saying. Yes. Okay. But, okay. So I okay. need come to through. start come with this Normani thing because okay. first and foremost, her PR team, like they need, she needs a new Dropping PR the ball. team. They the ball. have on. completely missed the mark. Here's the thing. When you come out with a single like Wild Side, that was amazing. Chart topping, the, visual, the visuals, the, the choreography. I mean, everything was so good. Mm -hmm. It was a whole moment. If you do not back that up with an album, 
you need to be backing it up with live performances. She needs or, to be or even just like an EP or an something. EP. She needed to have if you weren't going to come out with additional music after, I need you to be booked on every talk show. I need you to be on SNL. I need you to be at the award shows. And it was like cricket. And I don't know who Normani is as an artist, to be honest. Yeah. Because she's not given well, us a body of work to tell though. us who she is. Right. And okay, then here's fair. the other yeah. thing that I'll say about Normani that this is why I'm like, she needs to give us something is that. It is okay to be an, an incredibly personal person as a celebrity, which she is. I mean, we really don't know a lot about Normani. We really don't. She does a good job at keeping her private life private. The thing about it is, is that I just don't know who you are, Normani. I know so you make I good do, I do want to talk music, you know? So I think that she needs to come out with an album this year. Like I do want to talk about what you're you're talking about right now, Tatiana. I think like one of the things back in the day, like in popular culture with, you know, actors, actresses, performers, entertainment artists, um, I think that back in the day, artists were much more of a personality, right? They would be able to like get on a talk show, hold their own against the the talk show host, volley off of, of that individual. And I think especially given the fact that we have social media, I feel like the accessibility between fans and an artist is is definitely something to capitalize on. And Lizzo is one of those individuals who has done that. Yes. I think Lizzo is okay. able to like hop on a panel, okay. hop in an interview, hop on social media and maintain this type of personality that is a through line throughout her entire artistry, right? But still have substance to it. I think that Normani Which is just why if she's not-, not releasing music as consistently, she's still in our faces. Yes. So exactly. we don't forget her. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and like you'd mentioned, well, I'm not exactly sure what the like personality or, or what the, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of Normani actually is just yet. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, the potential is there. But I do want to segue into your music predictions, Tatiana. So I have a similar prediction on Chloe and Halley take. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do tell. I, I love the girls. I think this might be the year that we get a solo Chloe album. And I'm not saying it because I'm like, oh, Chloe needs to go solo. But Hallie's been doing her Disney princess. And in that time, <laughs> I've loved that Hallie went off to film Little Mermaid and Chloe was like, well, let me, you know, explore a level yeah. of my musicality that's different from who I am in Chloe and Hallie. I'm not saying that the girls are not going to come back together and give us another um, body of work as like a team and as a duo, but I think we're going to get a solo project with Chloe. And then my second, I think we're going to get a SZA album. We're getting a SZA album. Why this year? Because you know what? So I'm going to tell you. Because asteroids are coming too close to Earth. That's why. I'm going to tell you why. And this is going to be an interesting, (laughs) this is going to be an interesting (laughs) take. We've talked a little bit before on this show about um, the role that TikTok has played in music. And I mean, like for an example, I Hate You, right? The single that she dropped Uh um, had gone viral on TikTok. And everybody Mm -hmm. on TikTok was like, drop it, drop it, drop it. And it had already been gone viral Mm -hmm. on TikTok. So by the time it dropped, there was so much anticipation and everyone still loved it. I mean, it, it was a great pop. It's a great song. I mean, people are hungry for SZA's music. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do. I do want to talk. I'm, I won't talk specifically about SZA because I feel very similarly. However, I do want to go back to what both of y'all were talking about Chloe and Hallie. So truthfully, I really think that we will be lucky enough if we get a single out of the both of them together, right? I think that if they are going to come together, it's going to be in a very small capacity. I think right now their careers are on an upward trajectory, but that trajectory is going in different directions. And I think they understand that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, we've seen last year that they're really supportive of one another, but they're supportive of one another in that own pathway, right? Mm -hmm. So you have Hallie, who's going to be uh, Ariel in the live action uh, depiction of the little mermaid you have uh chloe who's released uh have mercy last year um and i think they're gonna go in those directions i, I think hallie is going to go more in the acting route i think Chloe's going to start to define herself as an artist a little bit further um but i truthfully i i think even if we do get them together it's going to be in a single capacity and we'll be lucky if we get that at the end of the year i don't think that's happening anytime soon in the first three quarters of this year well because like, if you think about oh it gosh. if you think about it press is going to start soon for the little mermaid mm. so how yeah, right. going to be True. completely booked up yeah. with press tours with red carpet appearances let's let's talk about it then because i have some things to say that kind of intertwine with what both of y'all were saying okay so my music predictions for 2022, I'm going to start broad. I'm going to narrow in. So I okay. think definitively women are going to continue to dominate the music industry in every single genre. I think if anything that we, what we understood last year is that not only do we have a generation of artists that we grew up with releasing new content throughout the pandemic, but we also have an entire new generation of young artists who are inspired by that generation of artists that we are familiar with. These two things are happening simultaneously, which leaves us with so much potential for collaboration and for like just new music to come out. Um, I think that like you'd mentioned, we're going to have people step into their own uh, this year. We're going to have people coming back that we haven't seen in such a long time. I mean, shoot, even Avril Lavigne is expected to have an album this year. In every genre, we're going to have women artists dominate. And I think the reason why that is, is because women artists throughout the entirety of the pandemic have been able to produce content that is both escapism, but also socially conscious. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something that is lacking in a lot of male artists. We're going to go in narrow on this. We're talking about new albums. We're talking about new content. I definitively, absolutely believe that this year we will get another Beyonce album. Oh my I God, do. that was going to be my oh! card. So the reason being is because... <laughs> we are. No, we are. Spoilers. We're going to get another Beyonce album. Literally Here's are. why. Because over the winter break when we were gone, uh, Beyonce at the end of December had created a TikTok. And yes. Beyonce is like, we know good and goddamn well that Beyonce is not creating a TikTok to post little videos. We know good and goddamn well that there is something None brewing in the pot. There is something marinating right now. She's the most right calculated now. artist. She's yes. the most calculated artist. Mm -hmm. so, Nothing she does is not is yes. without intention. You're <laughs> getting a Beyonce out. <laughs> I am so yeah. glad yeah. that I, because I really thought that I was going to, like that you two were going to be like, no, no, I really genuinely also yes, believe that we we're getting a Beyonce album. 100%. And I also have to speak slightly to the fact that women are going to dominate music. I had read this tweet recently that had said something to the extent of how as a woman listening to rap music, there's a level of cognitive dissonance that we just have to engage in to be able to yes. enjoy the music. And I mean, I feel it every single time one of my favorite rappers comes out with an album. Every single time I have this level of like, I like it and I'm singing along to it and I'm just having to 
um, yes. separate myself from the fact mm-hmm. that some of these lyrics are very offensive to me as a, yes. as a woman of color and as a black woman. And I just have to yes. like not look at it. But to your point, Daniel, is that women and particularly women of color and black women have been making like socially conscious music, but not in yes. a way where it's like, I don't like, uh, listening to it is like exhausting, you know? Cause sometimes when you listen to yes. something that's too socially conscious, you're just like, eh. it's like, it's that Good. It's navigating that line yeah. where it's just like this is escapism enough, but at the same time, I feel understood and seen at the, yes. at the ideas that are being brought up. Yes, mm-hmm. and so yes to literally everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so with that being said, literally. let's transition on over to TV and film. What do y'all think, uh, Blake? We're starting off with you. What do you think is going to happen with TV and film this year? Okay, so I have to be very honest with you. I could go so many places with this, but there's one actor who, like, is going to anchor me back and just keep me in one lane, okay? okay. And this one actor is Zendaya V. Yes. Coleman. It's the fact that she transcends greatness across everything that she touches, and so to even keep her... And again, we got Harlem co-signing everything I'm saying. Um, <laughs> right? To keep her, <laughs> to keep her simply in the lane of just even being an actor is such a disservice, right? Because Mamas mm-hmm. is a fashionista. She's an uh, she's an activist. She's an executive producer. And she we're not so going to forget more. replay. Yes. Oh, I fucking love replay. That song is so good. <laughs> yeah. I need a remix uh, of that. Like, no, but listen, with Zendaya, okay, so first off, like, let's not even, so Euphoria, period. Yes. But, no, like, like, let's go back, it. and then we'll come Ditch. back to Euphoria, right? Because this year alone, she had Malcolm and Marie, she had Dune, uh, Spider-Man, she had Spider-Man, and then she right. also had Euphoria. Um, Euphoria. I and that, she had that voiceover in Space Jam. And they also had that solo Euphoria episode. And she, and, and, and not like... Not simply the co-star again. Like Mamas was starring in every single role that she had. And Law Roach is working year. with her in her fashion on everything. everything. And so you're just everything. like everything. The versatility that absolutely supersedes like so many of the children. Yes. Now let's touch on Euphoria. For, and Daniel, you've watched it as well. I've not watched it, no, but it's on my list. Oh my god! But I've watched several of the other projects. You're clearly not on Euphoria Twitter or Euphoria. I watched it elementary because I cannot. Like, I literally am on Euphoria Twitter and Euphoria Talk, and so if I go 24 hours without watching it, like, it will be spoiled. So I have to watch it within the first 24 hours. She took this role, and she does such a beautiful job of again playing a role that is very raw, very explicit very triggering which she's even acknowledged yeah but you watch it within this scope and she does it and it, it it looks like it's art and let me tell you why i knew it was art and she just does such a phenomenal job and i'm just like i feel like i am an adolescent again in high school like navigating all of these like different like mm-hmm. stories that like is projected in this and then to now see her jump into second season as not only in, uh the you know the lead actor but now she's executive producer on it she has her hands completely in the yes. pot and again like she's just 
she's giving the children what I feel like no, we don't we don't see it. we don't see it a lot yes. at this level. We don't see it a lot. And to be a black woman and bring this to the table, Zendaya, I see her winning all the awards. I want the Emmys. I want the Oscars. I want her to keep expanding her own titles and yeah. go from executive producer into director yes. and even heightened because there is no ceiling for Zendaya B. Coleman. And that's all that I have. So I want to talk about Euphoria a little bit more broadly. It's very rough subject. It can be very triggering for some. The cinematography of it is just so beautiful. The music of it is so beautiful. Gorgeous. And I think that it's offering, the show offers an opportunity for, I mean, we know Zendaya is shining. She already won an Emmy for her role in it. So it, her, not just Zendaya, but a gang of other um, actors mm -hmm. in the show. So I'm going to talk about Angus Cloud. Angus Cloud, who plays Fez. Mm -hmm. So Fez is this like incredibly dynamic character. And actually he is like right now currently like the white boy of the month. Like he's the white boy of the month and um, everybody love him. That's my man. Mm -hmm. I love him so much. And they picked him up off the street. This man Wait, was really? walking down the street and they found him and they casted him. Similarly, it is a show that is so raw in the sense that they have this scene that I, that I just recently watched in this most recent episode. And I'm not, I'm, it's not a, to spoil anything, but it's basically one of the characters is just sad. And they have like this montage of all of these like powerful women are like girl bossing her and they're like, be you, be happy. And she was like, I just want to be sad today. And as a woman who is constantly bombarded with the ideas of what it means to have to be a powerful woman every single day, I just want to be able to have days where I'm just, I don't want to hear all of that. I just want to exist in that sadness. Yeah. And it is okay. Mm -hmm. And the show is showing that. And people on Twitter were talking about it so much. Like this scene is so powerful because it is okay to just have a day where you're just sad. So the show is so dynamic. I mm -hmm. fully predict that it is going to just continue. And I do see that we are, will have Emmy nominations for multiple categories. Okay. This okay. Season. Lastly, I just want to say that I think that the way that film is going to be um, because of the pandemic is going to look so different. And I think you're mm -hmm. going to see a, a big turn towards streaming <laughs> services, just film going straight to streaming services much more than not necessarily yeah. because of like the health side of it because they but just because it's like people don't like going to the movies anymore. <laughs> Um, so I do, this will encompass a little bit of what y'all are talking about, but as far as my prediction for TV and film this year, I think if politics is not going to divide the country, you know, it's going to divide the country reboots, reboots, readaptations, <laughs> uh, reimaginings. So that will definitely pin people against each other this oh my year. God. You just have so many readaptations, reboots that are going to be taking place this year. And I really think that it's going to be picking camps. You're either pro reboot or anti reboot. I'm not. I'm anti. And the reason being, and, and here's Ugh. what I think. I think that um, generationally, torn. definitively, younger generations are maybe in this space where they don't want to see 
reboots. I think that they are, you know, looking for content very much so like Euphoria that is new, fresh, tackling topics, uh, introducing characters that we have not seen before, and creating those moments. We all have those series that we used to watch where we felt a connection to the characters and connections to the plots that these characters were uh, you know, undergoing. And I think that is what people want right now. Truthfully, I'm probably on the anti-reboot side, but I really think that it's this year that's going to pin a lot of people against one another. In the realm of reboot, Sex and the City had a reboot. Now, we are going to take it for what it is. It is a show centered around four privileged white women. And it's from that perspective. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so the and the original series aired at the end of the early of the, at the end of the late 90s. So early late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about the things then that we do now. Yeah. Except for a nobody can say a bad thing about Samantha Jones. Samantha Jones is the most progressive character <laughs> on a television <laughs> show. Positive. Period. She on, is for real, though. the moment the girl's like, and when you get rid of her, if you get rid of her, yes. And when she made the yeah. decision to not come back to the reboot, it was like, mm. now here's the thing. This is what I'm going to say. Why I'm anti-reboot is because some shows, albeit controversial today to watch them today because we're expected that Mm -hmm. you talk about things differently we have conversations about race gender sexuality differently than we did 20 Mm -hmm. years ago and so with all of that years ago yeah Mm -hmm. you have to take into consideration that it was a different time not excusing Mm -hmm. the fact that hey you missed the mark but it was it just was. Yeah. Any of your favorites, right. even if the cast was a cast of color or not, has problematic takes yes. in it. It it just yes. it does. Okay. So with that being said, what happens is is that one, when I'm watching Sex in the City, I'm able to understand the context of which that that show took place, and I'm not like, ooh, I can't believe they said this this offensive thing. Mm-hmm. Like, because right. I get it. But what happens is when you take a show like that and then now you have this reboot and have either of you seen the reboot? No, don't. but I it's yeah, no. <laughs> because the first episode Wait, was, it was so cringe. I literally will not I have not and will not watch the rest. But you know what I would rather see? I would rather see you take a show like Sex in the City and just take the same essence of what that show meant. And give me a new show with a new cast, with a new storyline, right. where that cast is diverse. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Instead yeah. of having the same women sit at the same table talking about things and then now trying to force their conversations to be more inclusive, what I would rather have is a table of four it's people. It's just to have an inclusive show. And diverse and inclusive. Yes, that's Hello. what I'm saying. That's what I'm and saying. So when you do these reboots, it's like they're trying to take the same show and make it work today. Mm-hmm. And you can't and do that. It's just not going to work. So just give me no, a new show. So, Blake, oh, what is happening this year mm-hmm. in 2022 mm-hmm. at random? My wild card for 2022. Okay, so y'all know that your boy is a disciple and a student of daytime talk. Okay. And the view is number one and will always be. Okay. Okay. Now, on the view, since its conception, we have had five chairs at that table. That's a lot. The first two years were four chairs, Mm -hmm. but every year they're falling afterwards. There's always been five chairs. Okay. 
Now, for those of you who don't know, a clanswoman by the name of Megan McCain stepped left out of her show. chair. Thank gosh. Left the show when she went to tend to her family and her new baby. Um, I, you know, I wish them it, mm, to tend to her baby. And <laughs> I said, don't forget since, you know you don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since, her chair has been, you MG. know, they've been substituting rotating. a rotating uh, guest and everything. But there has not been a permanent host that they can find to fill that seat, right? And of course, okay. there is, there's voices, right? Mm -hmm. There, it's the view. We all hold different views. And with that conservative seat uh, being empty now, they're struggling to find someone to replace her. And yes. here is my prediction for the view. I think that they are going to pull out that fifth chair and at this point, going forward, at least throughout the entirety of 2022, Go for it. I think it's just going to be the four co-hosts that I'm sorry, the four hosts that we have right now, because it's too difficult to try to find a conservative woman who is credible, is <laughs> <laughs> has perspective with credibility, with and you already have Anna Navarro logic. Exactly. And exactly. I've been saying we'll take Anna, Anna. I've been screaming this to the masses. I've been screaming this to the masses. Because Anna Navarro is the more conservative voice on the show, but she's not. She's a little bit of sense, though. She's not she ignorant. Sense, like she, but they don't want that. They want a conservative, ignorant mm -hmm. woman. You know they what I mean? want it's the drama. Like they're trying to tell. <laughs> and they so do at want this the drama. point, like I said, I think that, you know, I think we're going to change history. We're going to go, go back, back to four to what we never do and go back to four or four uh, okay. for the remainder of the year. And all right. Just me, you know? All right. Tatiana, what's going on in random? What's happening wildly? Well, so my wild card was going to be that I thought Beyonce was going to come out with an album, but apparently that's not as wild as a concept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's wilder as is Rihanna possibly coming out with an album. But okay. That really should be the wild card. If, I'm not going to sit here and hold my breath on that one because, child, <laughs> we's not going to get it. No, no. Listen. But I'm going to say this. If Beyonce comes out with a new album, Blue will be featured on it. Blue will be the writer, producer, <laughs> producer winning, sound engineer. I feel like uh, and everything else on it. Blue's going to be a, a, a goat before uh, any of anyone else's, too. No, literally. Daniel, what's your wild card? Okay. So, what you got in the production for us? I think because this year, uh, 2022, are the midterm elections, I think inherently what we are going to see is a collision between entertainer and politicians. This happens traditionally every presidential election. However, because we've come from a place where Donald Trump is no longer the president, Joe Biden, has stepped into the mantle of president, yet midterms look very bleak for the Democratic Party. I think what's going to happen is the Democratic Party is going to try their best to appeal to younger communities of color by going through the entertainment uh, aspect. We saw this with Olivia Rodrigo when it came to vaccinations amongst younger uh, individuals. I think we're going to continue to see this throughout 2022 as the midterms ramp up. However, what I think is also going to happen in that same right is I think there's going to be a lot of artists that inherently will not rock with the Democratic Party, specifically because the Democratic Party has not been able to deliver from the communities that they come from. I think you're going to mm -hmm. see that too. 
I think you're going to see a lot of apprehension for these artists and entertainers who grew up in these communities uh, that are affected and have been affected by policy and lack of policy say you're not delivering and therefore we are not delivering for you. I think that's also going to take place. So you're going to see both of those things happening at the same time. And I'm really curious to see who delivers and who is saying, I'm not going to deliver for you because you don't deliver for us. I think that's very fair and accurate. If I'm being honest, I have apprehension about the allegiance that I have. So it's <laughs> oh, I have no only normal that, <laughs> okay. that I, a lot of, like our, our generation past. is more so identifying as independence Dependent. or non-party affiliation because there is well, that you know, lack of it's just just generally <laughs> you know we've said it before to love something is to critique it i don't love the democratic party but you so still critique it really we critique yeah we deserve it these are these predictions my, until my student loans are We are reaching the end of the show, so that means it's time for Category Is, where we roll off some hot topics from the week. Daniel, we're starting with you. What is your category? Category Is, RAR XD. The aptly titled When We Were Young Festival released its official lineup on Tuesday, January 18th, bringing every 2000s emo pop band to Las Vegas, Nevada on, a, on October 22nd, <laughs> 2022. So now, Paramore will be returning as a group to headline the festival alongside My Chemical Romance, according okay. to Billboard. And mom, it was never a phase. It was always a lifestyle. You know, this is what I will say. That was going to be one of my categories, but I have another one. Here's the thing. Teenage me and adult me. Is very okay. excited. Yes. Even though I know that there's like a 100% chance I will not be going, I'm just excited <laughs> that it's happening. You ain't trying to go? I'll go with you, girl. We can oh, go because, together. Yes, I can go across the country in the middle of a semester. <laughs> just take the weekend off. <laughs> the category is Ye went west but should have gone east. Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, took to his IG this week in order to vent for being in the dark about his daughter. Shy's fourth birthday. Now, he said that he was without directions and locations, but leave it to the Good Samaritan Travis Scott to leak the coordinates to Shy's birthday party. I actually think that it's the funniest part of all this is that Kanye released a diss song, like dissing Pete Davidson. <laughs> what? What is the world? <laughs> like, category is spark up. According to studies, cannabis consumption can prevent the spread of COVID 19. Ah. Uh, the plant that keeps on giving. Um, this is why all the people I had contact with were just like, sure. I'm good. This is Daniel's why, like, see, this I don't why get I don't it. Get why did I still test positive then? Y'all know I do low doses. That's why I need to stop microdosing. He microdoses. That was the problem. <laughs> Category is getting testy. AP News reports that the Biden administration launched its website for Americans to request free at-home COVID-19 tests. The website, covidtest.gov, now includes a link for Americans to access an order form run by the U.S. Postal Service. How about, Joe, can we get a link to my student loans? <laughs> I'm letting you know. Forgiveness. I don't care about uh, the student loans. That's not my problem. Why did you give me that much money? You're responsible. You're responsible. 
The category is I'll take the coin, but run me that paper. The U.S. Mint is officially circulating a quarter featuring the reverend poet Maya Angelou. Now, I'm glad that she's in the pockets of every person in this nation, but I just need them to put some respect on Mama's name and put her on like a $20 bill. You know what I mean? A quarter? I don't think I've touched a quarter in like two years. Oh, excuse the fuck out of me. Yeah, no. Listen, four quarters is a dollar, baby. No, because it's debit. Everything's on debit now. Like, you remember? I you go remember? to the laundromat, so. Oh, no. <laughs> I got in unit. <laughs> I don't have in unit laundry. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, sorry y'all privilege is showing the privilege is showing on this episode category is zoe 101 jamie lynn spears and britney spears have been feuding online and you know what jamie lynn spears you cannot speak because you ruined my childhood by getting pregnant and having to cancel the show zoe 101 and now you have the nerve to get on beyonce's internet and talk bad about britney spears sit down you say Beyonce's internet? <laughs> she owns it now. That's the wild card of 2022. Every couple of weeks, Beyonce will be trending on Instagram for nothing other on on Twitter for nothing other than the fact that she's just trending. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> okay, well, before we go, I figured we have this little question at the end. It's been a minute. Okay, before we go, I want to know for my fellow co-hosts, what is the fashion trend you hope does not make it into 2022? I'll go first. Okay, so the kids are go all first. about sustainability and ending fast fashion. I think that is wonderful. We're seeing a lot of trends come back. However, one of them that I need to stay in the grave are gauchos. Do not bring back gauchos. They are capri length, like flowy pants, and it makes Why no sense. Why did we think that, that was a, mo- a moment? I had so many gauchos as a child, I thought I was serving looks. What if they are not like I don't need to see no business casual gauchos in the future. I don't want it. Wait, not the business casual gaucho. So I'm not gonna front the fashion trend. I wanna see leave. I'm being selfish, right? Because I'm gonna say crocs. I yes. wanna see them exit Out. stage and left. But yes. but but let me tell you why. Because you know when the children go right, your boy over here likes to go left. And I just got me two new pairs of Crocs. I'm obsessed with Crocs. And I just don't want everyone else to be wearing what I'm rocking. Girl, you so know, I need some, you are Crocs. so Because no, the minute you said Crocs, I said, well, I will. And you know what? This is the thing. Crocs are so ugly. But them bitches ugly. are Yo, so comfortable. Girl, I'll put Ooh, a Dr. Shoals in my I shoe before know. I ever wear a Croc. Daniel. Please. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to make a Croc in the courtroom. Like, no, I can't. literally. No. No. no, I wear Crocs. No. No. I'm going to figure it out. No, I'm going to figure it you out. Think, you think I'm, I'm playing? Catch me at law school with my Crocs on. No. Oh, all day. Don't no. play me and flip them bitches in sport I'm mode. Yeah, playing. If I'm running late for the train. So this is me also being selfish because I'm telling you what I do not need to see coming into 2022. And they've been trying to make a comeback for these past couple years. No, no, no to low rise jeans. We're done with them. My panza said no. Oh. I need that to be tucked in a little bit. <laughs> okay, no. You ain't trying to bring back the whale tail. <laughs> what are you going to do with that tramp stamp you got three years ago? <laughs> hey, don't. <laughs> it's the sight too for me, it's the low rise jeans with the hot Cheetos and like a cat and like a cactus orange soda. Just, I'm not going to give up the hot Cheetos so you can't see me do both. Me. You know what I mean? Like I'm going <laughs> to always eat hot Cheetos so I can't have a hot Cheetos low rise jeans situation. That's too much. 
each. And two things can be chunty at the same time. You guys, thank you so it much for really tuning good. in to another episode. We have missed you. We are glad you stuck it through. We hope you had fun and we will see you in two weeks. Woo! Ooh, ooh, this was fun. I missed you. Future, future. <laughs>